The Calgary Flames are in a game of musical chairs at the trade deadline. The music has stopped and there's no chairs left. It's time to go home. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, joined by my partner in crime, Nick Zeraris. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm very glad the trade deadline's almost over. My fingers are tired from refreshing Twitter. That, and I'm just, I'm tired of hearing about these people. And (laughs) I feel like, like, Patrick Kane, you know, he went to the Rangers. Great, don't have to hear about that anymore. Jacob Chikrin is finally traded. Like... (laughs) It's over, and the Flames have have done nothing. Like and you said, it, it's a game of musical chairs, and there's no chairs left, and the music has stopped, and the Flames are all kind of looking at each other like, weren't we supposed to be good this year? Weren't we supposed to have one of those chairs? Yeah, and, like, it's not like there's time left to, like, push someone else off of a chair and be like, ah, that's mine now, because there's there's no one left, and... What, what are you supposed to take from nothing? You grab your coat and go. But uh, thank you everyone for hanging out with us today as we lead up to the deadline. And tomorrow you can check out Locked on NHL uh, for the live trade deadline show, which I'm sure will be a blast as they are recapping really all of the week's trades and uh, whatever maybe trickles in tomorrow. But we're seeing a lot of nothing from Calgary it really in terms of everything I think really in the last month including uh you know I wouldn't say goaltending but some of their production some of most of their on-ice performance and a lot of obviously what's going on at the deadline it's been a lot of meh uh, like, it's not, like, offensive. Like, this isn't like watching the Blue Jackets or the Ducks, but th- th- it's very mediocre hockey. Uh, it The way I would, I've described the Flames to a lot of people who've asked me what's wrong with them this year is they're waiting around for something good to happen. Every single game that's in the balance, all these one-goal games, the stat, they've lost 23 one-goal games, 22 one-goal games, whatever it is. They just keep waiting around for something good to happen as opposed to making something good happen. And it's really all trickling down. I told the way I envision this and why I think we're kind the Flames as a team are kind of in this rudderless spot is it starts at the top. Every single organization and every, every walk of life, it's not just sports. It all starts at the top. If your leader is on top of things, knows what they're doing and delegates well and empowers their employees to work well, it's a better system. You're going to have a good idea of what everyone's responsibilities and assignments are. Whereas the Flames right now, they have a lame duck general manager who may or may not be back after the season. They've got an owner who is personal friends with the coach of the team, as opposed to just a professional relationship. So there's that added wrinkle. And because there's no real sense of organizational direction, it's natural that that's going to trickle down to the guys on the ice that, well, if I'm playing as well as I can, but the coach can just go around the GM to the owner and get what he wants anyway, 
Why am I going to bust my ass? Why am I going to work that hard if it doesn't matter? If the coach can circumvent the GM and get whatever he wants anyway, which very well could happen, and that's part of why I think the Flames have been so quiet right now. Maybe the Flames are having internal meetings right now. Maybe they are sitting down. Maybe there is a conversation of maybe we can trade Lindholm and get a big return, or we can trade Backlund or Hannafin and get a big return and reset and figure out what we want to do going forward. We all thought Brad had a pretty good summer last year based on the circumstances he was dealt. Thought the Flames would be a solid team. That hasn't come to fruition. It if There's there's plenty of time between now and 4 o'clock tomorrow. If they want to go and say, we're going to retool the rest of the way, kind of the way the Capitals have at this deadline, where yeah. they've taken an active, okay, well, we know we're not going to be able to bring these guys back, but if we can get a little bit younger to complement the guys we have under contract, that would be something I'd be very interested in the Flames pursuing going forward at the dead until tomorrow. There's plenty of time here to find someone who could use them. I mean, Carolina, Lindholm was a hurricane for a while, so they they have the ties there. Hannafin, same thing, even though they traded for Gostas Bear, so probably not in the market for a D-man. But if they add Lindholm to that team, that's another really talented player to a, a solid team. I think the Hurricanes are going to run into the issue they always do in the playoffs where their high-end players are good, but the teams they come up against, the high-end players are better yeah absolutely and I think Flames right now if they are having internal meetings it's probably just everyone butting heads because no one is willing to compromise no one wants the same thing right now it feels as if Brad Tree Living is fighting for his job because he knows Daryl Sutter is going to push him out but at the same time Sutter still has this team to coach and as a player you know, to hear your name kind of get thrown around, especially after just having, like, a, a child who's still in yeah. the NICU, um, it, that's got to be stressful. And to go out there and play the game and not, like, you're walking on eggshells and there's no, there's no certainty. There's nothing. Like, you don't have any safety net. And... I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating. And I understand. I I really do sympathize with the players here, especially, um, you know, the higher end players that are unfortunately not playing up to their potential. Yeah, this entire situation is a rudderless ship. There is nobody grabbing the wheel and saying, okay, we're going to do this. I mean, you, I, I forget if I read it yesterday or the day before, but in The Athletic about what, what Daryl Sutter wants at the deadline. And he said, no, I don't think we should add somebody just for the sake of adding somebody. But at the same time, if you don't want to add anybody, are you going to change something? What are you going to do to get better results out of them? And it's why everything feels so directionless. And I I compared it to a lame duck session of Congress where everybody who gets elected in the fall, they they have that period from between the end of November to early January when inauguration day and the new Congress comes in where nothing gets done because Mm -hmm. the people who lost their elections, they don't have any power anymore. So they're not going to be able to organize to get anything done. The people who are up for elect, who got reelected have the potential to either be going from the majority to the minority. So everybody's kind of looking around at each other being like, I don't want to do anything. There's nothing to do here. I don't want to get uh, Brad is saying, well, I don't want to mess up the team's future if I am still here next year. And then you have the coach saying, well, I don't think we should add anybody because I think I like our group. Well, 
something is clearly not working here. There is a disconnect somewhere on the pipeline because if everything was great, as Daryl says it is, the Flames would be in a playoff spot comfortably. If things were as grim as it kind of feels, maybe you go out there and you make a splash. Maybe you go out there and you meet that asking price for Chikrin. You have all your draft picks. Go out there and get them. You have an extra pick or two from Florida. Go out there and get – they could have gone out there and gotten Chikrin. They could have gone out there and gotten a Timo Meyer. But because of how weird everything is right now, we're all just kind of left wondering what's going on. And this is where it gets annoying because the Flames are one of the teams that hasn't done anything – the insiders are going to spend all day tomorrow on TV talking about what I'm hearing this. I'm hearing that those are the voices in your head, bro. Those are not reports. You're speculating. Yeah, no, at this point, I really don't see the flames making a splash be- unless they're selling. That is the mm-hmm. splash that they're making. Yes. Um, because, you know, there's, there's nothing left out there to grab or, you know, I, I really have a hard time thinking that any of the, players are going to want to you know be like okay um let's negotiate my extension or something let's start the talks if anyone's even eligible but at the same time like why would you want to stay in a situation like this it's another question you're breeding this <laughs> complex you're breeding this challenging environment where Nobody can, there's not really an opportunity to be successful because everything is so directionless. It, it trick, it's all starts at the top because there's not clear direction for the team. It's infecting the team itself. The team itself lacks direction most nights where everybody's just kind of waiting for a good play to happen. And if it doesn't happen, they lose. And most nights they have not found a way to make that play. And it's why they've lost all these close games. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it just, it's, a never ending vicious cycle here yep. with the flames and the players are doing all that they can. And someone behind the helm has rose colored glasses on because they think they're going to be general manager come July 1st or whatever his contract expires. But we're going to talk more about this next, but before we do that, I want to tell you about FanDuel. Um, It is well past the midpoint of the NHL season, and now is the perfect time for you to start making money and start betting on your Calgary Flames or their opponents because, well, probably a better option. And you can get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. I have not done any betting recently, successful betting that is nick what what's your uh sports app looking like we had i had the knicks last night and they blew out the nets that was very fun i've been enjoying the knicks winning streak like saturday of last weekend me and all my friends were together and we all took the knicks money line and they blew out the pelicans and we had a tremendous time all yelling at the tv having so much fun the knicks are fun that's the fun part of when you have a little bit of extra action is especially if you have the same bets as your friends you all get to root for something together on top of the team winning and it just makes it makes hanging out a little bit more exciting yeah, exactly. So if you want to ride out these dog days of winter with some extra excitement, head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get your no sweat first bet, which is up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. 
Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us here on Locked on Flames. Uh, today is actually the third anniversary of me being behind the mic for this show. So thank you, uh, Flames, for celebrating accordingly. Um, the Bruins have just thrown me the most excellent party instead. So um, we know where my true allegiance lies. Your divorced parents. One is taking a lot more interest in your birthday than the other. And the other one is like, yeah, yeah, we'll go out to dinner eventually. Next time I'm in town, we'll go out to dinner. Seriously, they'll pop a card in the mail yeah, like yeah, six exactly. months later. Be like, oh my God, it must have gotten lost. I'm yeah. so sorry. When you talked about, um, or when I asked you, you know, what did you plan on talking about today? Or what did we want to talk about? And you brought up just kind of everything trickling down. My that my first thought was, well, that just makes so much sense. The players, if you look at this player or this roster rather on paper, it's it, good. It is a good team, which is why we were all so excited in July. <coughs> oh my god, excuse me. Um, we were all so excited in July, and then things kind of started rolling, you know. Jonathan Huberto started the season injured. Daryl Sutter makes his comment about him taking a crap. He was on the table getting medical treatment. It's fine. Whatever. And the Flames never really got going. They got a lot of losses going, but they never shifted back into a positive side of the season. And it, when it's kind of like if you've ever worked a job like a minimum wage, like fast food, retail job after school or through college. And the managers just suck. Someone has a bad attitude. They don't want to be there. Or, you know, someone really wants to be there, but it's creating like a weird shift in because they want to get promoted. And then you have all the guys at the bottom, quote unquote bottom, who are just there doing their job. But they're getting... Mixed. There's no direction from them. Yeah. yeah. There's no leadership and no one on the team feels comfortable to step up and make a stand and advocate for themselves. That's where the flames are kind of at. No one in the locker room is officially a captain. It's not like they have that dedicated voice to come in and say, we're going to do this. We're going to take charge. They had that meeting a few weeks ago. Congrats. You won a single game and then couldn't string two wins together again. It's a really crappy situation for everyone involved. Everyone on that team expected this team to be pretty good this year. A lot of guys, the guys who came in over the summer thought, okay, we come in here, we're going to have a chance in the West. Right now, if they make the playoffs, I would be pretty surprised based on how the last month has gone because they have not, they haven't raised the gate, their game. And if anything, they've struggled even more where even in the games they win, they've been very clunky and they haven't been particularly convincing. It's what, yeah, when you're a mediocre team, your goal is to win. And you, if it's pretty great, if not, whatever, but 
for all intents and purposes, there is not a clear-cut path no. forward here for pretty much anyone. I, I mean, no. the young guys who are trying to solidify spots for next year, the veterans who are underperforming, there is no clear-cut like, oh, all I got to do is this or that because you're stuck in this weird power struggle that goes from the owner to the coach with the GM sandwiched in the middle, and it affects everyone. If you're one of the guys who's up for an extended come the following season versus sit down with Daryl, you don't know where you stand with whomst because you don't know whose opinion is going to matter more in a couple months. That's what's challenging about this thing is there when you don't have clear cut leadership, you don't know who to report to. You get a vacuum, you get a power vacuum and everybody's kind of worried about themselves, which takes away from the team as a whole. Definitely. And you know, it's again, that <laughs> child of divorce Yes. Uh, kind of situation where it's like, which parent do I want to tell that I failed the test? Or who yes. do I want to ask? Like, hey, can I go sleep over uh, Jonathan Huberto's house? Um, he, he, His mom said that she can pick me up if you can drop me off. Like, there's no, there's no real answer to any of this. And it's just, it's got to be so uncomfortable because it, right now, if I'm Andrew Mangiapane, I am so happy that I did not sign a long-term deal. I'm yeah. so happy that I could be away from whatever this is after next year. I think it's next year or the year after, but it might be even a little bit longer. But, you know, it's not an eight-year extension. And I am not wasting away my career with a coach that doesn't believe in me and a general manager that actually has respect for me it just feels like there's such a giant ginormous disconnect and no one is on the same page or even in the same book on the same bookshelf no no and i i saw like four notifications pop up at once and i assumed there was a trade and it wasn't but one the one thing i did see while i was going through those notifications was a quote from daryl saying that markstrom's going to start tonight because they got to find a way to get him going which again we might at this point it might just be a sunk cause uh you might not be able to get markstrom going yeah. over these last 15 20 games you really might have to go vladar for 12 of the 20 14 yeah. of the 20 games the rest of the way if you really want to make the playoffs making the playoffs your goal now if you're changing your ambitions here and your goal is to get markstrom right because the long-term future of the team is more dependent on that okay but then you have to have the honest and frank conversation of, okay, maybe we do need to retool our roster and try and get a little bit younger and a little bit cheaper. You got to start putting together something resembling a plan. Right now, it feels like the Flames are operating minute to minute. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other way to put it other than literally them flying by the seat of their pants. And it is so... Jeff Ward esque that it's frustrating because at least with this roster you know what the pieces can do. There were still so many young elements with Dubé and Mangiapane and Gaudreau. I mean, you know what Gaudreau can yeah. do, but like so many younger elements to that team and versus this team that's so established and has those pieces and you're still not able to come up with something and to me that's coming from the top it is the owner saying 
I don't know what to do with this. I just Daryl knows millions of dollars. It's the owners and Daryl will figure it out. Daryl figured it out, you know, 25 years ago. He'll figure it out now. Yeah. And now, now here we are, but coming up next, we're going to wrap up the show with some more exhilarating flames talk and just venting about this wonderful team. But uh, before we do that, I do want to tell you about Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. One of the things I love about Indeed um, are the assessments because they make me feel smarter. And if I feel smart, I know that my potential employer is going to think I'm smart too. So uh, head on over to Indeed today to get your $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked on. This offer is valid through March 31st. And with Indeed, you have the instant match uh, asset, which is in, which is over 90% of its employees employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post that's a pretty good success rate there so all you have to do is go to indeed.com slash locked on to get that 75 dollar sponsored job credit to upgrade your job posting and see results like that i i think some of them i think brad tree living is going to be on indeed this summer <laughs> I just thought of the way I would describe the, this entire situation. The Calgary Flames are treating the trade deadline like someone who said they would do their homework in the morning. And then they got to first period and they're like, oh, I'll do it during study hall. And then they spent the entirety of study hall talking with their friends or on their phone, whatever. And then yep. they get to the class where it's due, but they sit on the other end of the room and the teacher's checking the homework coming down the rows. And they're frantically just right scribbling mm-hmm. on the yep. paper as the teacher's making their way down the rows. Yes. That's what the Flames are doing with the trade deadline right now. They might, and then maybe if the teacher gets over there and they're not done, they'll do that. Oh, it's in my bag. It's definitely in my bag. I know I did it. I just got to find it. And they're just shuffling the same six papers around mm-hmm. in their backpack over and over again until the teacher sits down at their desk and then they can fill in the sheet a little bit more and then walk it over to the desk, even though I it's incoherent. It. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that That's what the Flames are doing with the deadline right now. Yeah, that is very much what the Flames are doing. That is such, that is the perfect analogy because it's it's very chaotic. It's scrambled. It's last minute. There's no there's no easy way around it. No. There's no I mean, there were definitely ways to avoid this. They could have did their homework last night. They could have done it last night, the night before, yeah. anytime they wanted, uh during study hall even, you know, while they were eating their fruit loops for breakfast. Get a little milk on it. It's okay. At least it look. At least you did it. But I think if they're going to do anything, it is going to have to be moving someone. Sell. They can't. There's nobody worth. There's nobody out there. There's nobody else out there worth adding that will dramatically alter this team. You add one more middle six forward to this group. Okay, maybe you get five more goals over the last 15 to 20 games 
That's not really going to be the difference between the Flames making that last playoff spot and not. The problem with the Flames has been all year that the guys who are already here are not meeting up to their expectations. And because of that, more burden is falling on those guys lower in the lineup. And those mistakes from lower in the lineup are magnified because the guys at the top end of the lineup are not playing up to their ability. All of it trickles down. It starts at the owner. It goes to the GM, to the coach, to the first line, to the second line, to the third line, to the fourth line. That It all is interconnected. No, none of this is happening for only one reason. It's not just because the owner is trusts Daryl more than he probably should and lets a personal relationship get in the way of a professional one. It's more than just that. It's not just that. Because that wouldn't matter if, you know, Huberto was playing at point per game, if Kadri was playing point per game. You'd be able to look past all of that stuff if the Flames were still winning. But now, because they're not playing particularly well, because there's this weird added tension of because nobody's performing particularly well, yeah. everyone's kind of looking around at each other. You've got you've got Ellen Walsh tweeting about the team. You've got all of the little things. And then you've got the general silence around the team regarding their plans for the deadline. It feels like there's no plan. It, it really feels like there's no plan at the moment. That could all change. Granted, right. we're recording this the middle of the afternoon on Thursday. There's plenty of time between now and the deadline. But based on everything we've seen to this point, it does not feel like there's a clear-cut plan A, plan B, plan C. You absolutely would have heard something by now. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean... The, the players they've been linked to... They haven't been linked to a lot of people either. It's not like they were in on Chikrin or Kane or Meyer. They were linked to Shen. They've been linked to Besser. Yeah. It's really it. That's yeah. really it. And that's only because Vancouver is, such, is you know, in the midst of something resembling a fire sale. But they also traded a first-round pick for a second-pair defenseman yesterday who might play with Quinn Hughes. And he does have an okay skill set, Ronick. He might complement Quinn Hughes well and get a little bit better results than he's had so far in Detroit. But the only reason the Flames have been linked to guys is because they got to get people who are Flames fans to click on articles. There's right. nothing There's nothing concrete here. There's not a lot of smoke. There, there's not, like, a lot of concurring or agreeing reports. There's yeah. been scattered things over the last couple months, but nothing set in stone and not a lot of gossip. It's not like the Kane stuff, the Meyer stuff, where there were two or three teams for each of them and, like, concrete. The Flames haven't been that for anyone other than Shep. Right, which isn't good. Considering yeah. what the market, you know, what you really could have gotten or done. Yeah, you could have thrown out, you know, a few draft picks for Chickering. Yeah. Chickering would make the Flames better right now. Right. They would, he would make the Flames better right now. And if you bring in Chickering, that means you don't have to give Hannafin an extension in a year and a half. You just roll Chickering along. Chickering's making less money now than Hannafin is making right now. So you know Hannafin is going to be making more on his extension whenever that happens or with a new team. So the, the long-term planning is not really there. The short-term planning is not really there. We're going to see. Maybe the plan comes together in the next 12, 14 Next, was it 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock, next 15 hours. Maybe the plan comes together in the next 15 hours. But as of right now, it's been pretty quiet. The Flames are the only team that haven't made a trade during the course of the 2022-2023 season in the entire league. So we're going to see. We're going to see. You, you can't make final judgment until you know all the details. We don't know everything yet. Yeah. We'll see. I, I just I can't help but think about – the teams that are succeeding this year and how 
highly the coaches talk about their players yeah. and how the general managers come out and everyone is on the same page or they're yeah. looking like there is a concrete plan, even if it isn't winning the Stanley Cup. You know, Buffalo Buffalo's having fun for the first time in God knows how long. You see it in the Jeff Skinner between two stalls videos. Yeah. And yeah, that's fun and silly, but they're having fun. They look happy. They're winning games. Where, where Where's is the fun? There? There, there, there isn't any. And there's no, like, I can't look at this Flames team and be like, yeah, vibes, when there aren't any. It is yes. flatlined. The musical chairs game's over. Uh, there's yes. nothing left out there. You might get a chair, but one of the legs is going to be really wobbly on that chair. Yeah, it's going to be like I built the chair. And that's never a good thing. It's definitely not a good thing. And, you know, I I can't sit here and try to sell you on it's all going to be okay. Because I don't, I don't believe that. And yeah. at this point, we're too far gone. We're going to see. We're going to have to see because I don't even know if the Flames know. I don't. They're just kind of like, are they even, it's kind of like when you're cooking dinner, like at the end of like the week and there's no groceries left. Like everything you planned is just gone and you just have a bunch of mismatched ingredients and you're just kind of like, Okay, well, I guess I'm going to have, like, some Kraft mac and cheese with, like, maybe some potentially spoiled hot dogs. Like, I I don't know. Sprinkle in some spices. Like, you don't know what you're getting. And you're going to have some asparagus on the side because that's the only vegetable left. It does not go with your meal at all. But there's nothing cohesive about this season for the Flames. You need philosophical alignment to be a successful organization, and the Flames don't have that right now. Yep. And I think that's a perfect place to end it, because that's just the cold, hard truth and something that uh, the teams and fans need to hear. So thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us today, as we are about 24 hours, 28 hours away from the deadline. Uh, Maybe they'll be faxing in a trade right at the end here so make sure you're following locked on flames wherever you get your podcasts and for free on youtube as well as on twitter at lo underscore flames pod and you can follow me at jess belmosto and nick at nick zararis